Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of D&D RPG. Roll initiative. In this area... In the cloud quarry... Uh, during this time, now that you've gotten rid of the cloud golem, you get the feeling that you have some time that you can that you can take. As you're walking through this area, you are stepping over multitudes of small pieces of uh, scattered, petrified stone all across the ground. Some pieces are very small, almost as re- almost small enough to be crushed to dust. Other pieces are rather large, and you notice they're somewhat organized in piles. Is there any of these statues that look like I could take one of these pieces and put it back to another statue and mend it? Give me an investigation check. Eleven. Eleven. All right, that's going to be enough. You start to look around, and you're looking at the piles, and the larger piles seem to have pieces that, like a puzzle, if you were to put together correctly, you might be able to mend it, and be able to put pieces back together. Now, it's not like you can just grab random pieces and poof. Yeah. It's got to be pieces that fit together correctly. But yes, you would be able to. And... Okay. That's just my own personal needed to know something. Oh, no. Nothing bad. Yeah. So, if you would like, you can start doing... Uh, your search rolls to see about finding pieces, and everybody is allowed to do this. Okay. Uh, uh, I guess it's a back enough. That's gonna be a 19. <coughs> Esther is no help. Alright, so a 19 finds a few pieces, and you're she able to geodes, take the time like to. Super As you do, you realize you have an arm. Is this investigation? You don't know whose arm it is, but you've successfully mended together an arm of petrified stone. Okay, well, um... I say, hey, let's let's make a note to come back here. Yeah. Let's let's see what we gotta... See if there's anything else we can find, because, I mean, I can spend all day doing this. But we got other things to go do right now, so we'll circle back on this area. Yeah, that's a good idea. So that's what I do. Yep. Estrin's back agree. About that time, you hear something yelled in giant farther down from the cloud quarry that you're Um, currently in. How long has it been? Uh Uh-oh. It's been probably a good half hour. Then Selene understands it. Is it Fifa? So Comprehend Languages goes for an hour. Okay. So you hear a voice yelling, Bring more stone! Oh, shit. Uh, yes, yeah, some dude's hollering to bring more stone, so pretty sure we're going to run into some uh, golems that are going yeah. to uh, come our way. I really don't like this. I don't like this place. Can we, like, leave, guys? We gotta get the thing first. We, we gotta get the do sharp we? first. Yes, we do. Okay. 
So, um, Mercer kind of takes up a uh, guarded stance here. Okay. Because he knows that uh, something's coming this way. Mercer's like, I don't know how much help I'm going to be. I just bar- I barely have the juice for camp trips right now. You, all of us are in the same boat. Um, so we kind of move forward slowly, you know, guardedly right towards the sound of the voice. Okay. So as you guys do, do you continue to press forward unless something obvious? Yeah. As soon as, soon as something that looks aggressive gets in, in view, um, going to attack, but. All right. So... Just a moment here. Okay, so reiterating this. Off of overbright cloud onto stone, navigating through the amphitheater. Heard the squawking from the griffin. Avoid that area. Start making your way up the amphitheater in the opposite direction, and you start hearing the sounds of people yelling and screaming in fear. Uh-oh. As you guys get up the amphitheater, you start to notice a cloud golem Reaching in and grabbing a person. Oh, that's nice. From inside of a cave. Wisdom saving throw. Firebolt. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, Esther's going to follow with one of her own. Hang on, hang on. One, one thing at a time. So the wisdom saving throw uh, was a... Against a spell, so that's at advantage. So that's going to be... A 14. All the money. These guys are very, very resistant to magic. Um, the spell attack was what? 18 to hit. Three points of damage. Okay. And who else followed suit and did what? Esther. She's also got a lava fireball. Okay. Oh, she's going to whiff that. What do you roll? I rolled a nine. That's a hit. Oh, fuck. Okay, cool. Again, I don't care what you right, rolled, but right. I need to know right, what. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me say that again. This, this boy. Yes, what did you roll? Okay, seven. Just seven. Yeah, just seven. We don't get to add anything to our spells, sadly. Mm-hmm. Which... I think it's a bunch of horse poo. And Bolo follows suit and hits it with a 13. Oh, well, plus I six. And hits it for another six. Uh, did Celine do it? Celine did cast a spell. Bolo cast a spell, Mercer cast a spell, Esther cast... So the only person that can't cast spells didn't cast a spell. 20, 19, 18, 17, 16. Yeah, that can't do shit. And Celine still have the... the... translate language, uh, understand... They last for an hour. Okay. So at that... She hears a large bellowing voice a second time from up here. 
yell, What's going on over there? As it bellows from behind this large stone tower that stands about 40 feet high. You guys are now in initiative. Readjust sure. this. What did Mercer get? 14. What did Celine get? 10. What did Esther get? 15. And Zabak? 12. Alright, so you guys are not going to like this. Bolo goes first. Colganara, the Cyclops, goes second. Um, Esther goes third. Mercer goes fourth. Zabak is fifth. Celine is sixth in line. And at the end is the Cloud Golem. So, top of the line, Bolo. Where is Bolo's card? Wherever you put it. Thanks. So helpful. Wise guy. Someone has to state the obvious. <laughs> Seriously, where the heck did that card go? Dude, I don't know. This shoe sure is not in the book. It's not coming out of there if it is. It didn't slide under the map. Hope not. Are you sitting on it? I better not be. Oh, there it is. It's in the box. Why is it in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? All right. So, he, uh... Um, so he spends his action creating a little magical device of experimental invention and creates a small device that, when used, will create a plus one bonus to AC for ten minutes and uh, passes it off to Celine and says, here, use this. You're going to need it. Appreciate it. Can only do it once a day, and she's got the least number of defenses. Oh, fair, fair. So Bolo does the gizmo thing with Celine. We are to Colganara's turn. And you guys just hear this loud thud sound as he goes. The scaffolding, like, the boss. Who in the world are these people? More material! Uh, no, I think not. And, alright, so evens will be Celine, odds are going to be Bolo because they're the two closest. Odds, so he attempts. Do, 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 do. 
read something here on him really quick. is only a first level spell. So I still got my second levels and I still have two first level spells. I think I still have two first levels, but... I missed, uh... I'm not sure. Alright, so initiative is on pause for a moment as this guy, you guys now see this large cyclops giant with tools and a staff. And he looks down at all of you and he goes, Who are you to come and disturb... The shrine to my bride. Uh, Esther, thinking quick on her feet, says, Man, we're here to, here to help you find her. I look at the compass. <laughs> no, the compass it. is pointing directly at him. Mercer, you can just see Mercer's kind of like... <gasps> okay, okay. Esther, rolled. 22 on a deception. Okay, I gotta roll. She's like, yeah, man, yeah. he totally came to help you find her. Well, I can find his uh, stats real quick. Where are you at? There you are. Alright, so it's your deception versus his... Um, Perception? Uh, insight, I believe. Insight. And oh, insight okay. is what attribute? Intelligence. No, sorry, wisdom. Wisdom. What'd you roll for this? 20, Twenty-two. Okay. Oh God. He goes. You intend to ascend up to the astral plane and bring my bride back to me? Yeah, man. I mean, provided you're willing to pay our price. Nothing in this world is free, after all. But you know, our rates are very reasonable. And what price would you intend to charge for something I'm already accomplishing? Well, well, see, you seem like a man that values his time. We're here to expedite the process of your bride's retrieval. So uh, we ask a very nominal fee, man. We are actually, you know, kind of double duty here. We're looking, and I grab Mercer, I, you know, said, show him the compass. We're looking for a shiny crystal thing. Mercer, describe the shiny crystal thing we're looking for. It looks like this. And then he points directly at him and goes, he has it. Yeah, that's that's the nominal fee, man. We don't want gold or anything. We just want the shiny crystal. If you wish to help, you will bring more people here so that I may complete my work. Oh, no. Your reward will be the presence of me and my bride as we are reunited. Oh, you misunderstand the terms of the, of the negotiation, man. See, 
See, it's it'll be faster if we just go and get her persuasion. Oh, that's not good. Well, What'd you roll? I mean, I tried. What'd you roll? I rolled a seven. <laughs> he looks back at the pillar, looks back at you. This is the way to her. There is no other way into the astral plane but by my tower. Yeah. Once it's complete, I will retrieve my bride and we shall be reunited. All right, man. I rip a star off of my cloak. <sighs> I tried. Okay, so nice. this is Esther. Yeah, she's going to take an attack. Right, so at this point, she's going to be up here if she's talking to him. Yeah. She won't I be... tried to be you know, nice and persuasive. I'm missing a D4 or three. Oh, no, you don't have a D3. I said a D4 or 3. A, 1 or... Anyway. We're recording, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Because that was marvelous. Oh, no! Well, well, I still have it, three it, more to go. Yep, you got... Okay, okay, okay. okay. So and that should be the last star on your no, row. No, I still have one more after this. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Because you said you had two before. So, but that's the last star you're going to be able to use if you want to keep the robe functioning. So, like I said, it was paused initiative. So I'm gonna let you get away with the the magic missile, um, but it was his turn. So with that, um, at that he points the staff at you. You need to give me a constitution saving throw. Attempted to petrify you. Oh man, that's not cool. And then you see him lean down and grab one of the bricks and just kind of snarls in your direction. Man, come on. Um, and now it's Esther's nice. turn. She's like, man, we tried to be nice. You can't be reasonable. We can't work together. And, uh, light crossbow. She's gonna aim for his eye. That's a disadvantage for a cult shot. I know. Okay. 
first one was decent. Disadvantage, but still. Oh crap! Fourteen to hit. Fourteen, right on the money. Oh yes! Please tell me I blind him if I hit his eye. Nine points of damage as I slam a crossbow bolt into his eye. Right. Man, Esther is on fire! Es did Esther successfully blind him? For the moment, yeah, it looks like you did. What do you mean for the moment? So you pop him a good one right in the eye. Yeah! And it is now Mercer's turn. You could have had a beautiful thing, man! Mercer, uh. The back is surprised by Reaches into his bag. Mm hmm. Pulls out an arrow of giant slaying. Do you have the description of that? I do. Okay, because you're going to have to tell me. I just knew that you got one. I don't know what exactly it does. So what it does is they have to... So if a creature belonging to the type race or a group associated with the arrow slaying, arrow giant slaying, um, takes damage from the arrow, the creature must make a DC 17 constitution saving throw or take an extra DC... or uh, take an extra 6d10 piercing damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Ouch. So he sits there and he drops the arrow. Mm-hmm. Catapults it. <laughs> okay, so I want you All to right. do this in order. Roll the damage for the catapult spell. Well, first he has to make a save for the catapult. What's that one? Uh, it is a dexterity saving throw, I believe. Now, here's the question for you. Hmm. He's blind at the moment. He can't see it coming. <laughs> That's very true. That is true. Um, so I will give him disadvantage. Which, yeah, the first rule I made would have been perfectly fine. He got an 11. So he fails. So he's going to take 3.3 d8 damage from that alone. Right. And that arrow takes the 3d8 damage as well. Which is fine. And then he needs to make the constitution saving throw for me, please. Well, look, give me the damage, the initial damage from the 3d8 first. Uh, 15 points. Second, six, five, four. That becomes that, that. Okay. Then I need to make a second con saving throw for the 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 arrow itself. Arrow itself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a failure <laughs> so of the worst 60, kind. Sixty ten. Sixty ten. Okay. Ten, twelve, thirteen. Sounds like you rolled pretty poorly. <laughs> uh, yeah. 14, 20, 29 points of damage. Ow. Well, even max damage with it wasn't going to kill him. It just would have really, really pissed him off. Um, okay. 29 points. Yep. So, yay, I get to do more math. I got a question. Hold on, let me do this real quick. Um, that's 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 
Okay, what's your question? Okay, how high up is the scaffolding? Um, scaffolding, I believe, is 15 feet up. A fall from 15 feet wouldn't even hurt a cyclops that size, would it? Um, no, not really. You do know it would really, really get in his way, though, because that's less support that he has for building his stone tower. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was Mercer's turn. Mm-hmm. All right, Zabak. All right, she's gonna take that heavy crossbow, and uh, we're gonna do another called shot. She's gonna also aim for his eye. So disadvantage. Yep. You're trying to bury the arrow inside of his head. Man, it's always a nat 20 and then the other one not. That's how it works. Heavy crossbow. It's going to be 15 to hit. That's a hit. Yeah, buddy. Alright. D10 plus 3. This is a D10 in my hand right here. It is. See? Hey, here we go. We're not keeping. How much did you do to him? Max damage, man, 13. I imagine he's pretty unhappy right now. Oh, yeah. He should have he taken the deal. In his mind, your deal made absolutely no sense. So that was Zabak's turn. It is now Selene's turn. Selene cast um, heat metal on his staff. Oh my god. You do heat metal on the bolts in his eye! No, the staff. Okay, so what's that entail? Like so I choose a manufactured metal object such as a metal weapon, suit of heavy or medium metal armor that you can see within range. I'm within 60 feet. Um, you cause the object to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with the object must take 2d8 fire damage when you cast a spell. Uh, until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action to uh, on your sus- subsequent turns to cause the damage again. If the creature holding or wearing the option takes the damage from it, the creature must succeed on a Constitution saving throw, or drop the object if he can't. If it doesn't, if it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls or ability checks until the start of your next turn. So he's going to take two points or two d8 points of fire damage immediately. Ten points of damage. He takes ten points. Yes. Okay. And then um, on his turn, that's where he has to um, must make a must succeed on a Constitution saving throw or throw or drop the object if he can. Okay. So you go to cast. She goes to cast the spell, mm-hmm. and you see as if the spell is starting to affect the staff, but then immediately just 
starts from the head of the staff, and the magic completely dissipates from what? the spell. Ah, oh, shit. Well, that sucks. You want me to tell you now, or you want to wait till after combat? You can tell me after combat. Okay. I want to know. Although something tells me you probably have a good idea as to why that didn't work. It's like shielded or something. I think something interfered with it. You're on the right track. Alright. So that was Celine. Yep. Alright, so now it's this guy's turn. So we'll come back to that. So he drops the pilgrim. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, up to right here. He attempts to hit Selene with two slam attacks. It's a 19 for the first one. Hits. And a 16 for the second one. On the money. These are just two hands left and right. Wham! Wham! And she took max damage, Ooh. total of 14 points of bludgeoning damage. That's very not good. Okay. <clears throat> okay, where are we at? Top of the line, Bolo's turn. Come on, Bolo. He. Don't let us die below. It was. God bless you. Thank you. He moves to right here with the cloud golem. No, he stay. He moves straight forward one step, so he's ten feet away from the cloud golem. Raises his wrench at the cloud golem, and. Hits the cloud golem with firebolt for the worst kind of damage possible. Oh, yeah, damage matters. It all matters. It wasn't really a uh, a firebolt as much as it was a fire pebble. Ping! Hey, take what you get. All right, so his turn. He's kind of sitting there with his hand over his face from the two bolts that have hit him. Pounds his staff on the ground, the head of it starts to glow, and when he pulls his hand away, he's blinking and his eye is healed. Man! And then he moves. That's some crap. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 to right there. Technically, he has a quarter cover because of the height of the mountains from where he's or not mountains sorry the stones from the amphitheater the thing Mercer doesn't have to deal with that <laughs> and that's his turn uh, Esther alright Trip it out. I'm gonna have to. That's all you can do. Uh, 
Unless you want to go try to melee it, which I don't recommend. Alright, mind sliver mode. Alright. Uh, okay, he's got, to he's got to succeed on an intelligence saving throw. And I believe that is going to be 17. Uh, it's going to be less than that because you don't have the crystals, so uh, four short. Okay, so 13. What saving throws do you need to make? He needs to make an intelligence saving throw. He got a 20. Okay. Happens. So, yeah. He takes no damage. Did no damage? Well, well, I tried. Sorry, guys. It happens. Alright. Uh, that's the her turn. Uh, wait. Which cloud golem is ours? The one facing you guys. Okay. Uh, she's gonna move back. Kind of. Yeah, to here? Yeah. Like crouch down to try to make herself a smaller target. Bob's gonna go defend. Yeah, thanks, Defend Esther? Uh, Celine. Because she's the one getting pummeled on his turn when it happens. Okay, well, it's his turn. Okay, cool. So, Bob, he commands uh, Bob to go defend Celine. Okay, so he moves to right here. You're still on his shoulder unless you get down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slide down. Okay, so you will stand. You'll be back here behind And I'm going to shift a little. Um, yeah, I can shift back a little. It doesn't matter. Just so I get line of sight of Jolly Green Giant. Okay, you're going to want to get on the other side of Zabat. That's fine. That's fine. I like I said. So, to right here. Perfectly fine. Reach in my bag. All right. Another arrow. Drop it. Catapult. So, dexterity save throw. Dexterity first. 14 for the dexterity. Uh, yeah, so he'll take half. Half of that, alright. Oh, come on. Eight points of damage. No, so four points. And then DC um, 17 con saving throw for me, please. Just a sec here. And then you said a con saving throw. Yep. Hmm. Was it con the last time? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. I rolled a one, so it didn't matter. Um, he's going to take half damage. I rolled an 18 by itself. Okay, so yeah. So half, okay, so it's 10, 21, 24. 12 points of damage. 12? <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, that's a lot, man. Alright. Is that his turn, then? Uh, and then he's going to move back around to the back. <laughs> Cover to here. I see how it is. I see. I see. Hey, you're a meat shield. What should you used for? I know. <laughs> <coughs> okay. So that's Mercer. It's the back's okay. turn. The back, you say? Mm hmm. All right, all right, all right. Excuse me. Okay, so we have our golem and then an enemy golem, right? Mm hmm. All right, she's going to step up to the enemy golem because that's the more immediate threat. Okay, here. so she's going to have to yeah. move around. Oh, excuse me. So you can go 
through Celine's space to right here between the golem and Bolo. Yeah, I'll do that. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm assuming Celine will let me pass. Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool, cool, cool. She doesn't like being uh, smacked right, around. She's going to take that uh, bladed ore. Am I standing in a puddle, maybe? No. You got to be up to your waist in water. Oh, okay. Technically, yeah. if you were still in the overbright, because that's considered a water-based material, wow. that would have worked. That would have been handy. Uh, 16 to hit. 16 to hit. That's a hit. Yeah, buddy. Sure is, isn't it? D. 8. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know what you were grabbing. You, you hesitated. Oh, man! Roll. Oh, that's a d12. Oh, I rolled the wrong die. That's why. D12 is my damage. That's not a. This is a d12. Mm -hmm. D12. Oh, that's max damage, boy. That's gonna be 17 points damage. You kill the cloud golem. Perfect. <laughs> All right, let's focus on more immediate matters then, eh? All right, so that was the back's turn. Celine. Uh, Celine is. Uh, she's gonna try it again. She's gonna try heat metal on the staff again. Okay. For eight points of damage. Same thing. The head of the staff glows, and the magic dissipates after it applies once it hits the uh, staff. And it's almost like a wave, like it starts at the head and then it just goes mm -hmm. down the shaft of the staff and it just. Worth a shot. Mm -hmm. Alright, so I don't need to worry about those stats anymore because that guy's gone. Alright, back at the top of the line, Bolo. Bolo uses half his movement to get up on top of the stones here and makes his way over to this point. So now he's up at the top of the amphitheater has a more vivid view and goes holy crap he's been doing this for a while the only work's done boy and puts the wrench back out at him <laughs> dang it so freaking close to crit dang it 19. over 19 uh... dang it give me max damage no. that is not max damage that's four freaking points of damage. That is not what I wanted. Four points. Four points. Nicklin died. Ah! <laughs> Great. I think slice. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. It is the big guy's turn. And he is now slowly talking as he steps. As you will not interfere. Okay. Too late. Trying to help. Alright, so I'm going to need. I'm going to need strength saving throws from Zabak, Celine, Mercer, and Mercer's Cloud Golem. What's the distance on whatever he's doing? The, the range of it? Yeah. 60 feet. And it's 15 feet wide, so it covers 
all four of them. It just barely misses okay. Esther and Bolo. Mercer gets an 11. Golem oh. gets three plus whatever. Are so you... Wait, Golem gets advantage, doesn't he? Against spells, yes. Yeah. And he's at a plus three. And he said a what for Two what? Three, so. <laughs> well, I rolled a 19, so I'm fairly certain the back's going to be fine. Celine got a 13. Negative one. Celine makes it. What did Zabak get? She rolled a 19 plus whatever. Zabak made it. What did Mercer get? Didn't even break 10. Okay. So, Nor did my golem. Oof. I don't think your golem is going to be sticking around much longer. Come slice. Eh, it's alright. He's disposable. Alright. Mercer's pushed 15 feet and goes over the edge. <gasps> oh shit. 10, 15, and so does his cloud golem. No! Give me just a sec, because i got to go back to the falling check here. All right. So. All right, falling. I need dexter a dexterity saving throw. The cloud golem immediately with a reaction... Tries to grab you and misses, mm -hmm. but then levitates itself up. Oh, ass. What, uh, what save? Dexterity. 20. 20? Alright. Nice. I grabbed the bottom of the, the cloud the cloud golem's foot. <laughs> As he's, he's levitating, but he's also five feet away from the edge, just going... Trying to like grab the edge, but can't. It's fine. He's a very mindless individual, so he's just. I got plans for him. Like he's reaching out, but he's just he doesn't know what to do. That's fine. And. I mean, do I do I get a chance to command him? Yeah, it's on your turn. Fine. He can't reach the oh the edge. That's what he was doing. He was waving his arm out, trying to grab the edge. Oh, I thought he was clip. within ra range of it. Uh-oh. Now, where was he? He was, he was right here, right? Yeah. Or was he right here? No, he was right in front of Celine. He was right here? Yeah. So, 5, 10, 15, right here. I guess he's right there at the edge where the tips of his fingers can grab. So... Uh, oh, excuse me. Hang on a minute. Uh-oh. You made your dexterity saving throw. You weren't able to catch the cloud golem's foot because you did still fall. You were able to catch the edge of the uh, cliff, though, itself. After falling 30 feet. Okay, well then I'll tell the, the cloud golem, get your butt down here and get me back up there. All right. So on its turn, it will come down and grab you. Uh, Esther's... <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I got to save Daddy. Gosh. <laughs> 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 
Okay, go. Oh my gosh, excuse me. He's coughing so hard, my gosh. Oh, my chest hurts now. Did you eat all those potatoes? Yes, I did. You monster. It's not like we can't get more mashed potatoes. Yeah, it's not like I don't work at a store that sells mashed potatoes. Anyway, okay, so it is Esther's turn. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He was right here. He moved 15 feet forward, and after he casts that, he moves 15 feet back. Makes you feel any better? You guys have really, really knocked his his hit points down a lot. Okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping you'll be able to answer it. I better be able to answer it. My cloak has one star left. Right. If I use that star, I understand the cloak will will become useless. Correct. However, if I keep, if I use the star, keep the cloak, can somebody recharge the cloak for me? No. Is that, that's okay. No. If I don't use the star and hang on to the cloak... It retains its magic. Essentially, I, I understand that. Essentially, at this point, hanging on to that last star is basically allowing you to have the advantage of navigating by the stars. That's right, the only benefit. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Even if I leave the star on there, I, I still can't get it recharged. Correct. Grimaces rips the final star from her beloved cloak that her dear friend slash person she met very briefly, Acantha, gave her. And says, Eat this, you shithead. And launches seven bolts. How many D4s you got in your hand there? I've got four right now. There's two more, so you can roll six. Oh, well, I'm sure I, he's I willing to let you borrow one more. Let's see what we got here. Okay. So I already know there's seven points plus whatever you rolled. points of damage. That, that took a nice little chunk out of what's left of his AC. And now the cloak is just a black cloak. Correct. It still has images of like the stars and stuff on it, but the, it's not magical anymore in any in any Ooh, these are really cool. <clears throat> And somehow the the knowledge of understanding how to travel by the stars oh, man, seems to become a faint memory that you have forgotten how to do. 
Alright. You're not stupid, you just lost that little extra added benefit. And it is now Mercer's turn. Gotta have my golem come get me and put me back up. Right. Its movement, even with the levitating capability, is 30 feet. So on its turn, it comes down to you. I assume you grab hold of it. Mm -hmm. And it floats back up to the ledge. So at the start of your next turn, you'll be able to leave the golem and get back on solid ground. That's its move, not my move. <laughs> Technicality. You're correct. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I then get up onto the platform. <clears throat> okay. And then I'm going to move 25 feet forward. Straight forward? Uh, yeah. 5, 10, through Celine's space, 15. Uh, actually, I take it back. Um, I will go up one level to right here and then go uh, another 10 feet forward like this yep and I can still see him right easily kind of you're you mean you're looking through Celine and Zabak right now I'll kind of lean over all right so I can see him mm-hmm reach my bag vile catapult yep how many more uses of catapult? That's it. That's your last one? <laughs> my last one. All right. This, this is my quote, quote, Hail Mary. All right. So it's a, what's the first saving throw? Uh, it's a dexterity saving throw. Nine. Fails. So 3d8 plus the uh, acid damage, correct? Yep. Which is uh, 2d6. Man, these just not go... So that's seven bludgeoning, and then six acid. So how much damage did he take total? Seven, six, uh, 13. Making me do math again. And then I'm going to move back. See, that'd be 10. Another bonus of what, 15 feet? Five, 10, 15. Right to where, from the edge to where I'm at was 15. Yes. And then I'm gonna move 10 this way. Right here? Yep. Just in case he tries again. Yep, because then that way I'm out of his. From where I'm looking at, from his direction, you technically are still in line of sight of that spell. Like I said, the first time he cast it, it just barely hit Bolo and just barely hit uh, Esther. Oh. So this well, whole. Well, then never mind. I'm, I wouldn't do that. Then I'm not gonna put myself that close to the edge again. If you want, if you want to get out of range, your best bet is to go straight forward towards Bolo okay, from right then here. Okay, I'll do that. Fifteen to right here. That yeah. puts you out of range of that. Yeah, that's spot. where I want to be. And then I command my golem to get up here. So right. on, well, its, he, yeah, on, on its, its turn, next, on your next turn, it'll be able to move forward because it it basically dashed to yes. get you back on right. solid ground. But at least this way, it, it already has a command. <laughs> I keep saying that. I keep thinking of kryptonite the song <laughs> what i keep saying back on solid ground and in uh, the song kryptonite ah uh, anyway so that was mercer it is now zabak's turn okay. Okay. All right. um, mr cyclops homie isn't looking too good you said correct 
change of my cross when it's pretty hefty. It's like 60 to 120 feet, right? Something like that. Hmm? Pretty far. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm looking Okay, she's gonna risk it and make another called shot for his eyeball again. So. We got, we got any bards? Anybody want to give me bard inspiration? Uh, she can do it on her turn. Okay, okay. Hey, Celine, got any, any inspired words for me? I do on my turn. Sweet. So, so essentially what you're saying is you're going to hold your yeah. attack action until... Yeah, going to... Wait. That allows me to add... A d6. A d6 to my attack roll, right? Not uh, my to, um... Uh, next to Miss uh, uh, can roll the die, add the number to one of its ability checks, attack roll, or say yes. Okay, okay, yep, yep, I'm gonna do that. Inspire me, Celine. <clears throat> and it's Celine's turn. So she uh, goes. Ra ra, sis Boomba, you can do it. No, that's a nice use of turtle wax on that shell. Oh! <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. It's my secret weapon. All right. So Celine at disadvantage. Or Celine. Is it back at disadvantage? And I got a D6, right? Yep. Roll a D6. Okay. 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 Okay.
as soon as in three five, as soon as they got to whirlwind strike, Get they were a one man. they were a one man army just boom ba boom ba boom ba boom ba boom ba boom ba boom over and over yeah, and over again. Which, well, that was the intended point, but nobody expected anyone, any of the players to, like, become overpowered with it, and that was the that's problem. That's the point. Man, you gotta have more class. It's OP. Come well, on. It's, it's fun, and it's great, but then once it gets to the point where nobody else is enjoying anything because you have one overpowered character who well, takes away all the fun. Well, then that's a, that's a player problem. That's not a... It, okay, if the rules are there to state that you can do something and you take advantage of it and do it, you're not breaking any rules, you're not cheating. You're playing the game according to the rules. So it's not, it's not a player problem, it's somebody recognizing the benefit of something and taking advantage of it. Yeah. Alright, so Bolo looks at the giant and sees how much he's uh, in pain and how poorly he's doing. And he goes... He's almost down. You lads can get it. Turns around and starts making his way towards the prisoners over here. Pulls his wrench out, sticks it into the lock on the cage, turns it and... And snaps the lock. We're going to get you lads out of here. And that's his turn. So it's this guy's turn. (coughs) The staff glows again as he puts his hand over his eye. And his eye I'm is gonna healed. waste his turn to heal himself, right? That—that's what my goal is. Is essentially to make him burn one of his actions. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. Okay. Five, You're about to tell me he's 10, doing that as a 15, free action. I'm gonna be pissed. Twenty. Twenty-five. Oh, and I'm gonna make this joke right now. When he dies, Esther's gonna yell out. And make sure you tell everybody that nobody killed you. Hey, he gets it. He gets it. I don't get it. Come on, the Odyssey. The what? The Odyssey. What's that? You are cultured swan. Even I know of it. Homer, the Odyssey. Odysseus goes on the long journey. You, you can educate him later. Oh my god. We'll just move on for now. Okay. I never got into Greek mythology, okay? It's not even a Greek mythology. Okay, okay. Anyways, okay. what Skippy do? Okay. Technically, the healing thing could be a free action, but that would just be way too overpowered. Yeah. So, that's his action as he heals himself. And you see him pick up a brick. Oh, what are you going to do? Stone and... me? That's my favorite thing, says Esther. Uh-huh. 5, on, 10, 15, 20, 25. She's just outside of range. Uh-huh, get it right. <coughs> Getting hit by one of those bricks is not fun. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's almost as bad as the arrow of giant slaying. Ooh, okay then. Good to know. <coughs> so, uh, Esther's turn. No more ranged attacks. That's okay. Wait, what the heck am I doing? Uh, yeah, what are you doing? No, he did an action to heal himself. Never mind, yeah, never mind. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, okay, we good, we good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got... Alright, she's got her battle axe. <laughs> Hail Mary. 
do this. I'm rolling at disadvantage to throw this thing, right? Uh, I gotta get closer, though. You, you're doing what to what? I'm gonna throw my battle axe at him. Not not my bladed oar. Not my bladed oar. I like that a lot. She's gonna whip out her battle axe and try to huck it at this guy. Okay. And yeah, you're at disadvantage. And I burned my bardic inspiration already. You got another one of those in this one? On my turn. <sighs> Alright, Celine, I've got an idea. I just need, I need you to pump me up again. Just pump me up. You know, I'll sing I as a tiger or something. <clears throat> and she holds her action. Readying this battle axe. So it's I'm not Zabak's turn. It's Esther's turn. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> uh, right. So... Zabak's got a little bit ways to go. Okay. I'm going to pray the prayer of the dying and really hope that we don't encounter anything else. Because if this isn't... If I... I don't know if I have one or two first level spells left, but I think it's one and I'm going to treat it as my last first level. So... Did you all of a sudden realize you've been fighting an illusion this whole time? I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I will take a dump on your pillow. <laughs> I am totally joking. <laughs> I know where you sleep. So you shoot these magic missiles, and bam, 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 and all of a sudden, as he falls back into the pillar he's been building, Esther's jaw and just drops. <laughs> I'm a killer queen! I get all the death boosts! This is amazing! And she's like dancing around. Yeah. Mercer just walks towards him. The back is like, well done, lass. Well done. <coughs> Take it to right up here. Yeah, yeah, and he starts. <laughs> he starts rummaging. Like first thing, he just grabs the staff. I bet he grabs that staff. I'll stop. Yeah. The... <laughs> now, Colganara is considered a huge creature, so you're trying to put a huge staff into a bag of holding. Bag of holding. No problem. Uh-huh. All, so long guys, story short, it's like 150 uh, cubic feet worth of space. Yeah, but it's no problem. My my point is for you to get the staff oh, yeah. into the bag. It's not a matter of you picking the staff up and putting the bag. You're grabbing the bag off your back, opening it up, putting the tip in, and yeah, that's, pulling the bag up the staff. That's fine. Hey, oh, I was a man of the world. He's used to you know bagging things. Here's up. the kicker: you get up to the head of the staff, and you go to put the rest of it into the bag, and you're you're like struggling to put the rest of it into the bag. The head seems to not want to go into the I bag. look at him like, ah, that's where you are, you little plugger. Seems like a personal problem. <clears throat> Anything and everything resembling magic with the staff fades away as soon as you pull that shard out. That's fine. 
And the staff goes into the bag. It's metal. Uh-huh. It'll sell. Oh, she's... What kind of metal is it, though? What kind of metal is it? Yeah. Steel. And then, like, I go look for his pockets, and I go crawl into them oh. and rummage around. He didn't have any pockets. He's got robes, so you trying to climb into his robes, you, you see a whole lot of Kolganora that you don't want to see. <laughs> like, like serious Kolganora that's bigger than... Bat Stamer. <laughs> Kolganora ding dong. <laughs> I think you saw his Mimi. <laughs> I find nothing else on him. I leave. Act like nothing happened. <laughs> You're not scarred for life at all. The <laughs> <laughs> shark's third leg bigger than you. <laughs> oh lord. Oh man, classic. I'm just thinking back to the, the, the dick dice earlier and Mercer going, How do you like me now? And then he sees Colgan. I don't like you now. <laughs> I don't like myself now. <laughs> that is sad. Uh, Although I, I suppose, you know. It's, Mercer, still, Mercer is still pretty impressive. All right. So At you're taking down. proportional. <laughs> you're taking down Colganara. We're amazing. Bolo has freed the prisoners. What else are you guys doing? Head back to the rubble and basically spend the rest of the day. Men, men, men. Men, men, men. Men, 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 men. And see how many people we can save. Okay, so I need. We're going to say five investigation checks. I'll have Celine assist. Okay. Oops. Let's see if she does assist. Okay, so she does not. Both are threes, so it's a ten. Regardless. Okay. So you're really searching around the rubble. Next time. Ooh, twenty on Celine's assist, so advantage. That's a twenty, so twenty-seven. It takes you about two hours, but you find enough pieces to put together a statue of a person who was petrified and you realize you're looking at Selka, the priestess from Tidewatch. Oh no. Oh cool. Not Petri- cool. Petrified in stone. She's like She dead. does not desist me on the next check. Okay. Whoops, gosh dang it, James. How dare you mess up. Uh it's going to be a thirteen. You find half a leg and an arm that you're able to mend. Okay, she does not assist me on the third one, and that's a 20. On an assist? No, on the, because you said I get five checks. Mm-hmm. On the third check, um, it was just a straight 20 total. Okay, so you found the other leg, half of the body. Okay. Celine, Poor nope, Santa. no assist. Bad dice, you're going away. Nice <laughs> job. 14. 14. You find the rest of the second statue, and it's one of the pilgrims that was kidnapped. Okay. But the last ha- one. Right? That was four, right? I thought that was five. Okay, that works. Oh, so yeah. you've, you've 
gotten two statues put back together. The majority of the rest of the rubble you're looking through is so badly damaged, men's not going to be able to put it back together. That's fine. And if you could, it's going to take way too long. I uh, tell Bob to uh, gingerly mm -hmm. take these back to the um, the room where the bed is. Okay. So he he carefully grabs these two, holds them like semi under the arms, but up against the body, mm -hmm. and just doof, doof, doof. That's fine. And you're still left with the other three statues that hadn't been destroyed. And then at that point, oh, without thinking, I uh, I holler out to Bob as he's walking away. Hmm. When you're done putting those into the room, come collect these other three and take them back. One at a time. Hmm. I tell, you know, because Bola's with the two travelers, I'm like, mm -hmm. you know... If you guys want to, I mean, you guys can stay with us. We're gonna crash here for the night. I mean, we're we're all out of out of I'm out of spells. You. So yeah. I mean, we need to recuperate. We're hurt. Mm -hmm. um, they both look at you like we're both exhausted as well. We, if you'll let us stay with you, we will stay out of the way. We will offer whatever help we can. Yeah, we just appreciate not getting turned into well, stone. No, no problem. And the good news is there's still a half eating sheep in the dining area, so... Plus several more that were petrified in the kitchen. Yeah, well, right now we don't have any bomb to take care of them, so... <laughs> right now we got a half-eaten one. So, right. it'll be enough that we can probably easily portion off enough to get everyone through the night. Fair enough. And they, they're looking at well... Even if you can't, we have our own food that we had with us as well. They're, they're basically trail rations. So if there's any food, you saved our lives. Feel free to have at it. No. We'll eat. In there's... fact, we actually have. Here, please take this. You saved our lives, please. Wow. It's a small little bag with eight silver pieces in it. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, anyways, it's a giant freaking bed. So it's not like, you know, we could probably get a majority of us on the comfy bed and not be too crowded. Yeah, that Cyclops is like really big, so... Yeah. Okay, yep, absolutely. So, let's head in, grab some food, and then we'll circle back and take care of stuff. Before we do that, do I do pull out my compass real quick? Mm-hmm. Detect magic. Oh, in the... the right out there. Out there? Um... One of the bodies that, let me get back to that page, one of the bodies that wasn't picked up, that hasn't been picked up by the cloud golem yet, Yeah. that you guys found originally, it's inside the petrified body, so somewhere in like a pocket or something, you are picking up on something magical coming off of him, so something he was probably carrying. Okay. Um, past that, nothing else. Okay. So, yeah, we head back down, we uh, eat what's left of the sheep, Okay. we rest for the evening, and then once we're fully rested, I tell, I tell Gollum, uh, or I tell Bob, I'm like, defend, for, so anyone that is not in this group here, 
Mm -hmm. You're going to want to keep it to simple commands as much as possible yes. because it is not an intelligent creature, so it's not going to understand. Correct. And this should be pretty simple. So, Anyone that's not us, and I circle to the group that's all around us. So basically, defend all of us. Yes. Okay. I got a question. I got a question. Make, make lots of noise and defend. So I got a question. Okay. He's not going to, like, run out of juice and keel over, right? That's something no. he probably will. Okay. Oh. No. Okay. So As long until something kills him, he's good, right? Right. Oh, sweet. Okay. And it's it's a construct, essentially. He's it is a construct? Large construct, construct on a line. Mend. 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 <laughs> he's healed all the way. All right. Um, do you want to take a picture of the cloud golem stats? Yes, I will. All right. Some of the things, because because you were still learning and trying to understand what the Cloud Golem could do, you obviously didn't know everything it could do. Mm -hmm. So now that you've actually had time to study it all, you're able to understand everything that he can do. So you guys get here. Now have a Cloud Golem. I got a buddy. His name is Bob. Alright, so is everybody staying in the bedroom, in the kitchen? So we're going to we're gonna station in the bedroom as best as possible. Okay. I mean be it that this is a huge uh, creature's bed. Well, it's 30 feet long by 10 feet wide. Dang. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the fact of 10 feet wide means not a single one of us is going to overhang the bed. And so we can, five feet, you can get six people on that bed. All right, so who's going on the bed? Because there's more than six of you. Well, obviously our main one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're one shy. Um, Bolo kind of looks at you guys and goes, if you lads want to take the bed, I've got no problem just sitting here on the floor. I've slept on stone slabs in the past. Well, I mean, Zabek can just, like, whoop into her shell. So she's like, you know what? I can just, you know, I'm on my shell. That works. Bolo kind of just sits right here at the edge and uh, sits on the floor but lays his back up against the, the side of the post and goes, You lads take the bed, I'll be fine. Well, all right, then. I don't mind that at all. So, yeah, we each get five foot of space. All right, so you've got the two pilgrims. There's Mercer. There's Celine. There's a back in Esther. Here are the cloud golems out here in the middle of the room just kind of patrolling mm -hmm. back yep, and I forth. Uh, yeah, just having them and Bologna. okay so yeah you guys have eaten go to bed sleep for eight hours unimpeded wake up next morning time to kick down a door and uh get some cockatrice feathers to depetrify these people yeah all right let me get back no, to so that page real quick here um Potions. 
forgot that the golems are immune to psychic damage. Yeah, because they have no brain. I didn't forget. You never hit it with anything psychic because he kept making the save. Oh. He had advantage against magical saving throws. Had he failed and you actually did the psychic damage, I would have told you, okay, it doesn't look like it does anything. True. I was paying attention. And for some reason, I thought I had hit him. Nope, you never hit him. He he had advantage on magic on saving throws against spells, so he was making a saving throw every time. Mm. Trying to see in here where it talks about that. <laughs> Okay, so it doesn't really explain a saving throw or a check or anything for making the balm. But I assume you guys eat, and then who's doing what at this point to take on the cockatrice? Uh, We're going to kick open the door and kill some cockatrices. Yes, yeah. All right. So you guys, so who's who's at the door first? Mercer, this is his bag, man. Mercer's right here. Uh, I'm actually having Bob go first. Nice. Put the golem right there. Yeah, Bob. Bob's in front of me. All right. Who else is over here? Is it just Mercer and the cloud? You better door? all be coming. Well, yeah. All right. This so meat shield needs to get up here. In the fray. All right, all right. So these two have said that they will wait in this room for you guys to come back. That way they're as far away as they can be without being in the way. Bolo stands right here at the ready with his wrench out. Where is Zabak and Esther? Question for you real quick. Um, can I see under the door? No. Despite its size, the amount of space between the floor and the door is the equivalent to a regular door. So I can see under there. Okay, yeah, you're right. So you look under there and you're seeing just like straw. Perfect. Right up against the... Even better. Oh my god. This is what I want. This is what I want to do. Hmm. Bob is going to quickly crack open the door. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Flame bolt the hay. Shut the door. Hmm. Okay. So to do that, you're going to want to get right here. I'm sorry, not right there. Yeah, so I want them to basically just crack the door open enough that I can see in for for one round, fireball, and then shut the door. Okay, so basically you're wanting to try to catch these little suckers on fire and burn them, right? Barbecue. Okay. So it open, it cracks the door open. You roll and poop. It shuts the door. Give me evens or odds? Evens. Odds. So, what was a foul-smelling odd stench of just noxious gases that I can't even begin to describe that are a complete insult on the senses. Uh, quickly turn into a, from a rotting stench to a burning rotting stench. Wow. And the smell of burning straw. <clears throat> as well as the sounds of constant fluttering and such. And uh, I wait, I wait for it to, uh, to where they stop squawking. I got, I got, I got plans here. I got plans. Okay, but so five minutes go by of you guys listening to this. Esther's got this look, this horrified look on her face as she stares at Mercer in just shock. I got a plan. I got a plan. Bruh. And you're still hearing the fluttering sound and everything as the the room begins to actually fill with smoke right out here where you guys are at. <laughs> so. Are they taking fire damage? Kind of halfway. They're, I mean, they're cockatrice. They they do have the ability to fly. So as the fire gets near them, they're jumping and flying to an area where the fire is not and playing this roundabout game of tag with the fire. Okay, so then I grab all of our... our well, with the smoke filling up in the room... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before that happens... Okay. Like, as soon as the smoke even starts to roll out... Mm-hmm. I instantly go and I'm like, give me your blankets, give me your coats, and just shove under the door to trap all the smoke in there. Okay. And I let him suffocate. Oh my god! <laughs> oh lord. Oh, my god. Uh, oh come on, they gotta die from that. There's no way for them to survive that. You also don't know what else is in this room. Correct. Twelve. All right. So you guys wait an additional twelve minutes, <clears throat> and Esther's like, man, I don't know if I'm the flapping happen. sounds start to go away. The the sounds start to die out. The <laughs> I don't know if I want to hang out. I don't think we can be friends. Once once the last one has stopped, mm-hmm. I'm like, Bob. Go in there and rain. And I shut the door again. <coughs> Do the rain ability? Yeah, so it just starts raining for a minute. And so it then smothers everything that's in there. In water. And clears it out. 
Okay. And then I pull all the blankets and stuff and let the water drain out. And then I open the door. And you now see four barbecued cockatrice. Okay, so... Here's the part you didn't know. You burned all their feathers off. Thomas. Give me an intelligence roll. Oh, I figured that was the case. How are we supposed to get feathers? To uh, yeah, that, that's gonna be an, an amazing uh, seven. Good job. No, no, sorry, nine. Nine. So you you don't remember it, but um, yeah, as she reminds you, all of a sudden, we needed the feathers. You just burned them all to a crisp. Dude. Anyone have Revivify? Oh my god. <gasps> so, I rummage around, like, the edges mm-hmm. to see if I find any type of, like, some feathers that did somehow survive. Okay, so in this small little room... I'm not even the DM, and I'm gonna say no. After all of that, you get one intelligence roll. If you do, or not intelligence roll... Investigation roll. If you don't make it, everything was burnt. 25. You find one feather. Oh my god. You're a one lucky motherfucker. You're a twin. Man, I, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. He holds it up as an accomplishment. Yeah, and he's like, time to make some bob. <laughs> as, as, as soon as you hold up the feather, like, ha ha, you hear Bola just going... Mercer slow bows. <laughs> Gives you the finger. You bloody freaking idiot. And walks away. Yeah, well, he's a lucky idiot. He, pre- he, he then he prepares the bomb. Mm-hmm. You get one use of the bomb. The chick. Selka. The, the priestess? Yep. Alright. Where did I have... Okay. Where, where, where in this whole building did the bodies get put? From, uh, they're in the room in with the room? us. Yep. And so we go back in there. Okay. So you guys are all back in here. <coughs> and fours go. Your wife still has them. Oh, I need my D fours back. Oh, they're right here. Never mind. I didn't get them back. Oh, because you're like, they're pretty. I'm going to keep them. <laughs> ah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So, well, I mean, I know where you live. As you start applying the balm, mm-hmm. um, stone begins to crack in different areas. And it's a very slow process, but you start to see little chips and pieces of stone just kind of crack and crumble and fall off. Bolo starts looking around at Selka a little bit. Uh, lads, this is gonna take a while, like at least an hour. Well, I mean, and if we try to apply, if we try to do anything to speed it up, this is gonna make it worse. All right. So we're just gonna have to sit and wait. Just hang out then. So for an hour, you guys just kind of sit around, waiting for this stone to. Mercer just starts walking around the rooms as he's kind of getting bored and starts just turning everything over. He doesn't find anything other than That's what fine. he's already seen. He tries. After an hour goes by, 
Silka's finally able to kind of slowly move, and she just gives one big shake, like a dog that's wet, hey. and all the rest of the stone falls off, and she's like, what happened? Hey, buddy. Where am I? What's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, well, what you're, the? You're up in Get the that thing away from me. No, 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 no. He's cool. He's cool. He's cool. And she's pointing at the cloud going. Oh, no, this is Bob. He's, he's mine. Cool. He's cool. He's cool. I made him. Uh, you finished me. You sent the cloud golem to kidnap me? No. No, 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 no. no. The giant cyclops here that was basically taking you guys and petrifying you and then breaking you down for raw materials to build a statue for his wife is the one who's capturing you. He had an unfinished golem and I finished him. He's a good Bob. Say hi, Bob. Good job, Bob. Okay, I would really like to get back to Tide Watch and get my stuff. That's fine. How do we leave? Uh, we go out, we gotta climb down and long trek down the mountain. Alright. So, so um, if you know anybody that happens to have some type of flying vessel, it'd be fantastic because I got four more statues here that uh, at some point I need to depetrify. Yeah. But I need. Uh, cockatrice feathers and unfortunately my plan kind of failed on the batch of feathers so uh, long story short um, I can save them but I need feathers well um uh, uh, I uh, 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 cat got your tongue Stone. <laughs> She's stone. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I I. My work with the temple and everything is finished. And the island's kind of. My plan was to kind of make a home on the island. Um. If. I oh jeez um. Are you okay? Is your is your is your cloud thing is that able to fly at all? Can float. Can float. Is it able to float down to the Yeah. To the bottom, yeah. Well that's probably gonna end up being your flying capability. Um that would be the best way I can think (laughs) of to get your statues to the ground level. I can kinda keep an eye on them and if you know how to depetrify these people, I'll take the the knowledge of it and use it as soon as I can get my hands on some cockatrice feathers. I copy the formula for. Her. Okay, yeah, I, most of the stuff's pretty easy to get, especially with the shoals not too far off. I don't know when I'll be able to do it, but yeah, I can keep an eye. I consider it my way of saying thanks for saving my life. Deal. Off. Mercer starts walking off then. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, um, as he's walking off, he's like, uh, the room right over there, mm-hmm. probably don't want to go in there. Oh, yeah. That's, um, it's pretty, just, just don't. It's pretty nasty. Anyways, there's like, safe travels. There's like burnt birds in there. It's gross. Is, is your cloud golem going to move the statues? Oh, yeah, man. Where do you want them? Down in Tide Watch? Yeah. Okay. So. It takes a while, but. 
Well, the rest of you guys' trip back down to Tidewatch, and from Tidewatch back down to the beach where your longboat was at, goes unimpeded. Ever si since Kolganara is now gone, part of his magic was what was causing such a huge stir of a mess of storms and everything. It, it still takes you guys at least four days to get back to Tidewatch and another two days to get back to the shore where your ship was at. But no. you're now... We still got to get to the... With the with that treasure map. Mm-hmm. Did I... Did anything up here even look like the other half of that room? Oh, yeah. I mean, because I investiga So those investigation checks you guys made, and you were putting the stone back together and mending... Yeah. And recreating... One of the things you did find was the other half of that stone. Okay, that, that goes with us. Okay. And then before we go down, we go there to take care of that. Cause that's well, that was way. down at the Shoals. That was at that was at the Trader Shoals. So you'll have to take your ship back to the Trader Shoals okay. and go to the north side of the Shoals. Got it. Well, we do that then. <clears throat> you guys are also now considered the heroes of the Spur. So if at any point... Um, you guys need like a base of operation as strange it as it is this is now your base of operation cool it takes you days upon days upon days to travel to and from there to get up that high into the sky but you, you guys are now like the lords of the tower okay then at some point for the lords of the tower Bob you're on clean up duty go clean that room <laughs> Is Bob staying here in the... Oh, no. Bob's coming with me. Okay. Bob's my new buddy. I thought you guys were leaving. We are. But I said at some point when we come back here, that's his task. That's just to clean, clean that, that room. Okay. So while you guys travel down to Tidewatch, and from Tide... Well, as you guys travel down to Tidewatch, Bob is levitating up to here, grabbing two of the stone bodies... And descending back down mm -hmm. to the ground where Tidewatch is at, and setting the statues right in front of the door of the temple. Yep. Floats back up, grabs the third statue, brings it back down. You guys all get to Tidewatch, and Selka's looking at the statues, and she goes, You really want me to depetrify a statue of a griffin? Yeah. Yeah. Set it free. Okay. Well, just, you know, when it, when it comes time, take the statue out. Mm-hmm. And it weighs away. It takes a while for the stuff to work anyway, so just lather it on and walk away. Yeah. It'll take care of itself. Yeah, All right. man. It's a griffin. So, as you... Uh, oh, so. and then we uh, we head over to the, the, the dude who wants the eggs. He's down in the Trader Shoals as well. Yep. Well, you guys got to get back to your boat, sail back from the boat to your ship, from the ship back to the Trader Shoals. Yep, that's fine. So, during that trip, Bolo uh, is talking to Mercer and he goes, So, just out of curiosity, why did we collect griffin eggs? There was a guy on the shore that wanted them. Right. We need capital. But right now, those eggs belong to us, right? But they were collected on the order of the sky, so they're not technically ours. Yeah. Right, but he has no idea how many you got. 
Am I right? Okay, get to your point. What if we kept one of the eggs and trained a griffin for your ship? Do you have the ability of training an animal? It, it's the Trader Shoals. I'm sure somebody does. Yeah, we need to do that. We need to do that! Mm, yes. I mean, that's gonna be... How, how much were you being offered an egg? 150 gold. And how many eggs did you get? Four, so 600 gold. gold. Is 600 gold that important to you as opposed to... Four hundred and fifty. How well do you know alchemical mixing? Mm, not exactly the top of my capabilities. If it involves a hammer, a wrench, or moving metal with heat, that's a that's more my, my style. I'll think on it. Well, we'll be back in the Shoals area, and I don't know how long we're going to be, but... I'll think on it. Alright. So unless there's something specific you guys plan to do before you get to the Trader Shoals, it's about six days, you you get back to the Shoals. Yep. From, from up here, it's three days back down to Tidewatch, from Tidewatch... Back down to the shore in a matter of hours from there, or your ship, from your ship to the shoals. It's fine. So, day five. Mm hmm. Or, not day five, day six, as we are getting to the, the, to the shoals. Oh, and you all level up to level four. Nice. Um, I hand Selene one of the eggs. Okay. And go, and go. Go ahead, Bolo. No, we'll keep one egg. This way, I can honestly say we only have three eggs. So, that'll. I mean, Griffin could be very beneficial. So, we'll. Uh, he wins this argument. <laughs> and I walk off. Alright. So, you find the guy back down at the shoals. He goes, Ah! It's been a while. I thought maybe you just left without any. Uh... Not any idea to me offer. Well, your offer took us all the way to go killing a freaking Cyclops. You had to kill a Cyclops to get griffin eggs? Yeah. Yes, it was a pain in the butt. We almost died, man. Give me a deception check. Well, we, no, we did! It was very risky. Killing Kolganara had nothing to do with the eggs. You guys got the eggs long before you encountered Kolganara. You could. Easily. He does. I got a seven. Oh, shit. Anyway, you sure you had to fight a giant? I reached into my bag and. Boom! You had to fight. I don't think you had to fight a giant over eggs. Giants don't usually fight over griffin eggs. Oh, there was a griffin on his perch. There was. Anyway, how many eggs did you get? I gotta pull out three eggs. Alright. Well. And he starts roaming around in the bag real quick. I said 150 gold. 10 gold makes a fat So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15. 15. And he, he puts in front of you 45 pieces of platinum. 
Thank you very much. And then I take my piece of giant steel. It's a tiny back. sum. And then I wave and walk off. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, congrats on the the uh, changing your skin color again. I walk over, I kick him in the shin, and then I run away. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you little freaking! I go over to I go over to look see if the dwarf ship is still there. The what? The dwarven ship with all the dwarfs. Oh, the uh, the ironclad ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I uh, you know, knock on the door. There's a few of them at a table. Oh, cool. I got a large chunk of steel that I think you might be interested in. All right. Lay my bag on its side. Oh, wow, you weren't kidding, were you? Nope. We could really use that. That'd be perfect. Oh, well, just hold on. Sweet, hold you on. hear that? Price just went up. Oh, shit. No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. Start putting it away. Oh, yeah. It looks back at his shim. Yeah, because we're really starving for steel right now. Ah, that's a good point. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to lug this thing around anyways. <laughs> he goes, oh, all right, so normally steel is about <coughs> two gold a pound <sighs> raw. To reforge it, uh, it's a large, good grief. That's a big rod, isn't it? Fifteen Esther's gold. Just like, Esther's just like following you around, observing you. Let's make it twenty and call it a deal. Twenty, dude. Do you see how much steel it is? Nah, man, that's easily fifty. <laughs> All three of the dwarves are just like a losing Ella. Fifty gold. Fifty gold. You're funny. Off. Shut up. Man, I got, I got, I got. You don't even know. You don't even know what Esther means. Twenty gold. Eighteen. That's final offer. Eighteen fifty. Not gonna break silver for a piece of steel. Electrum, then. Good luck selling it. Oh, Fine, you win. <laughs> I'll love it. <coughs> he sets down 18 gold. Two of the guys pick the sucker up. There'll be some nice weapons. Just walk, just walk. Oh my God. <coughs> I, uh... I know that they, they like gems. These particular dwarves that you see know, you would know they have zero interest. While they do have a natural affinity for stonework, it's mostly in metal, not okay. crystal. Then I go find a uh, gemsmith. Okay, so as you're heading back to your ship, there's, um, there's a new ship that you didn't see before that's in town. Ooh. The boat itself doesn't look like anything fancy, but the little vendor shop thing that's set up has just, it's, it's almost somebody, like somebody had created 
some other version of a portable fortress, but it's like a small hut, like Leoman's tiny hut, mm -hmm. but like an actual hut that's magically able to be transported. And you walk into this guy's hut and he's got everything from the simplest rings and earrings and stuff to the most extravagant looking jewelry. Stuff that you are like going, holy crap. Gaga. And not really, because I don't really. I mean, I got, I like, I like gems generally, but I'm not like. Meh. And you see a younger human, short black hair, bit of a, a small beard thing going. He's got goggles, and he's sitting at a table. And um, the the glassware he's wearing right now is like a set of glasses with little microscopic magnifying uh, glasses yeah, and stuff. Glasses. And he's got like eight tools sitting out, and he's just like sitting here. And, he goes, just give me a sec, just give me a hey, sec, buddy. a second. Hang, hang on, hang on. Shh, shh, shh. Don't mess up. And you see him pick up, and it almost looks like a perfectly carved topaz. Wow. Perfect. That's and sets it into a small container of liquid, and he goes, What is that? Hi, what can I do for you? What's that thing? That's a topaz. It's pretty. Oh, thank you. We got some gems to sell. Okay, all right. And Pulls out one of his eyepieces and stuff. Let's have a look at him here. And he I, uh, lays a piece of cloth out on the table and goes, Go ahead and set him right down there. I, uh, I'm just around with you to keep you honest. You got it. You make this a lot more difficult. Ah! And then I set down the two rubies and the three sapphires. Ooh. Ooh. It's like these things have seen some time. And he starts looking them over. Esther meanders off to look at the rest of the shop. Not all the shinies. After he's gone through and he specs all of them, he goes, Well, are you, what are you looking to do with these? Well, potentially sell, potentially trade, depending on what you'd be willing to trade for them. Um, I mean... Well, the, the sapphires... I... I, I know what they're they're valued at, which is typically what I would end up selling them at, if, unless I turned them into some other type of jewelry. The sapphires, most buyers would offer you about 50 gold apiece, and the rubies, you'd get offered about 75 gold apiece. Well, the sapphires, you're clearly undercutting me on. <clears throat> There's small uh, scratches and cracks in that take some time to fix. I'll give you 75 for each of the sapphires and 100 gold for both of the rubies. Not 100 for both, 100 gold per ruby. That's not bad. How about 80 gold for each sapphire? It's only 5 gold more, it's only 15 gold total. You're still making a good, you'll still make a good profit off. Mm -hmm. Kinda. They've got imperfections that are going to take time to work. Uh... Okay, so you this is going to be a diplomacy. Persuasion. Is it? Yeah, persuasion. This is what it needs to be. 16. You got a 17. <laughs> That's not... So I, no I got to have to... can help with that, right? Hmm... Not really. Unless you're proficient with perception or really good at it. No. Okay. 
Um, it, it's 75 a piece for the sapphires, and you'll give me 100 gold for the rubies. For e yeah, 100 gold each for each ruby. What's a little topaz thing worth? What it's going to be used for, this is actually a custom order that's already been paid for. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Alright, so he gives you 75. <clears throat> the, the two rubies he pays you in 10 platinum each, so 100 gold equivalent. Yeah. So. And um, the sapphires, he gives you 75 gold for one of them, and then the other two... Uh, Gives you five gold on each, and then seven pieces of platinum on each. Does this guy any, got any uh, magic jewel stabs in here? Okay. No, it's quickly obvious that he doesn't deal in magical items. He just does really good jewelry. Cool, 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 cool. No pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, as we're walking out, you get a small bag of gold or uh, platinum actually uh, and I hand it off to you and say go give this one to Esther as well or yes, not sir. Esther is the back um, so you get 195 gold piece Sweet. we each get 195 gold mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then uh, Mercer Goes around and tries to find um, basically a um, alchemist who can deal in bombs and gunpowder. Nice. <coughs> Esther's gonna go back to wherever we're crashing for the night and just chill. All right. So she's back on. The yeah. Oh yeah, we have a ship. <sighs> um, so for the first hour of searching, you don't really find anything. He keeps going. Keeps going? Alright. You're starting to pick up on maybe trying this area, maybe trying that area Ahead. for the second hour. My dice are like, I can tell that my dice are purposely trying to play games here because I rolled in the 10s, then in the 20s, now I'm hitting the 30s. <laughs> um, one of the people you, you kind of sit down in a, in a semi sort of outdoor tavern sort of setup, mm -hmm. and one guy is like, yeah, I, I've heard of one, um, one uh, goblin guy who's kind of half crazy. It works with a wood elf. Cool, like but they kind of deal in explosives. I The problem is I can't remember what their ship is called. I know it's... It starts with a D or something. I, maybe try on the, the south side of the shoals. I Sounds think that, good. I think that's where they normally do business. Appreciate it. Huh? Head that way. So that's three hours. Rolled a 30 on the last roll. Mm -hmm. 
31. <laughs> it's really nickel-diming me right now. Oh, my gosh. All right, so four hours after talking to several people, <clears throat> almost having to bribe a few, this, that, and every which way, you're starting to get a little bit stressed out and a headache. Like You feel like you've walked in a circle and you could have sworn you've already checked an area, you've gone this way, you're gonna... Finally, one guy who's... who you haven't noticed comes up to you and goes, Excuse me, my, 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 my gnomish friend, I've seen you walk by like four times now. Is there something you're looking for? I'm looking for an alchemical shop that deals in explosives. Okay. Um, I, I have a passenger on my ship who does a lot of crazy tra uh, trading and stuff. He said he just came from uh, Greenwald. He might have something. From what I understand, he's got a ton of stuff. Perfect. Um, what kind of explosives are you looking for? Anything and everything. Okay. Well, if you follow me, my ship's just down over here. <clears throat> About 20 minutes go by. And says, all right, you wait here. I'm gonna, he's on the ship right now. I will go and grab him. And he heads to the ship. And as they come back, you see an extremely familiar face. Is it a merchant friend? Hey. Sorry. It is, but you're not there. <clears throat> and they get to shore and he goes no way it's the gnome guy from the mainland the 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 the, the elk yeah. right yes the elk i remember that man fuck you babe how, how did well i was gonna do this anyway how, you still got the bomb i gave you absolutely no you don't you used it oh yeah remember Oh, yes, you're right. You're right. Oh no, it, it was it, it saved us. It was fantastic. The the explosion that it happened. <sighs> ah yes, let's just say it was fantastic. Okay. Well, I, I come out here to the shoals from time to time. There's always great trading out here. I'm told you're looking for more explosive devices. Well, I. I just so happen to have another bomb that I got in trade, and I have a few other things. What, other than things that go boom, what exactly are we looking for? Uh, I mean, explosives in general. Mm-hmm. Any and everything. Um, also looking for acid vials, or anything that is harmful on touch, even. Hmm. Well, I do have some acid vials. And he reaches into his bag, pulls out another small bag, pops it open. I've got three vials of acid. Okay. Whatever the player's handbook cell is, is what he'll sell them to you for. Okay. Player's handbook. Adventuring when you wrap this up anyways. Come on, catch up with me. 
25 gold piece, so mm -hmm. 75 gold. see the explosive things you got. He puts that bag into his bag, reaches around the bag again, pulls a different satchel out, props it open, he goes, well, got another bomb, got four sticks of dynamite, I've got a, uh, a smoke bomb, and some sort of a flare sort of thing. I'm, I'm told it's similar to like a torch. Mm, nah, I don't need that or a smoke bomb. How much for the bomb and the dynamite? The bomb, I believe the players, the price is like 75 gold for them. Okay, dynamite? Dynamite is uh, 50 gold a piece. Because you said four sticks of dynamite, right? Mm -hmm. 200 plus, what'd you say the bomb was? 75. So 275. Mm -hmm. So he dips into Celine's little south pouch, grabs the balance. We trail. She'll never hook up with you now, man. <laughs> um. So that was 275. So 68 gold, so he borrows. Borrows. Um, and he pays him. Okay. Alright. Is there anything else you're looking to trade besides just bombs? Well, like I said, do you got any, you got any poisons that are on contact? Um. I mean, I may even have some that I'd be, I, I, may, I have a poison that I'd be willing to trade in conjunction for it. Well, I've got a few different poisons, and I, um, when you said vials of acid, were you just looking for your basic acid, or were you looking for unique acids as well? Like I said, anything. As well, I have got two vials of ankhead acid. I've got a vial of coatal poison. I they got they got to be on contact. They can't be injury. They can't be they they like inhale would probably be okay or on contact can't okay. be injury. Well. may have something that would interest you. Um, and I reach into my bag and I pull out one of the red arcane crystals. Okay. Because it's been stuck in my bag. So it's kind of... How many days did I tell you that one had? Ten. Ten? How many days has it been since you guys got it? Uh, well, it's been... Because it was a day... It was, it's been a few weeks, but the fact is it's been in my bag. Yeah, and I told you that... Bag doesn't. Bag oh, okay. Then the crystal's gone. Never mind. All right. The only reason why it was preserved before was because the magic that was around the encasement was what was preserving it. Okay. 
And that was unique magic to that. That works. Thing. Never mind. Moving on. Uh, well, unfortunately, I am, I'm, I'm out of coins. So unless you'd be willing to trade, I have a, a drought poison for something that um, it does me no good. Um, I think our business has concluded here. Well, yeah, the 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 ankhead acid is really all I've got then, as far as contact goes. I'm uh, willing to do a straight trade. Drought poison for it. Yeah, I've got two of these I'll give you for the drought poison. Okay. So he hands you those, takes the drought poison. Um, it is a contact. DC 13 dexterity. 3D6 acid. Uh, well, I mean, that, that's at this point, that's everything that I can do. I, I'm officially broke at this point. So, um, however, my ship is docked over there. If you're looking mm -hmm. for, you know, some other deals and whatnot, uh, I got a full crew that has coin. Okay. But uh, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's good seeing you again. Yep. And uh, good day. You as well. And la, 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 la. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at the LARP channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.